the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, episode 27. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your horrible, blurry, desert island Zoom background any more inviting. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person and, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. As things drag on with this pandemic, there are signs of hope that we may be able to do more living safely this summer. And if that's the case, I encourage everyone who has the means to eat and drink at restaurants and bars and support these small businesses as much as possible. And tip as much as you can. Everyone needs this help right now. Also, out in the town or not, support your local art scene. Make sure musicians, artists, actors, and all the supporting members of that community stay in work, stay paid, and stay respected. Just pay it forward every day, all the time. That's all. So last episode, I talked in some detail about procrastination. This episode tackles laziness, which you may think is the same, but really, although they are related, they are not the same. So think of this as a two-part show, or not. I don't care really how you look at it. But to start, let's define laziness as the quality of being unwilling to work or use energy, idleness. Secondly, let's, just for fun, define relaxing as Reducing tension or anxiety. Just, you know, to give you a different view on how you can look at your own laziness if you squint a bit. Now let's look at some quotations to see what others think of this subject. Our first quotation comes from Robert Heinlein, an American science fiction author, aeronautical engineer, and naval officer. Heinlein published 32 novels, 59 short stories, and 16 collections during his life, and is widely credited with initiating the concept of pay it forward, which we still all use today. His quotation says, Progress isn't made by early risers. It's made by lazy men trying to find an easier way to do something. Considering the amount of work he got done, I would say he found that easier way. Anyway, we'll come back to this concept a little bit later. Our next quotation comes from Evan Isar, an enigmatic American humorist who left almost no record of his early life. Isar devoted his entire adult life to writing and compiling books of humor, such as Isar's Comic Dictionary, Isar's Joke Dictionary, and The Dictionary of Humorous Quotations, amongst many other titles. He is quoted as saying, The trouble with the world is that laziness is seldom curable and never fatal. Now, I'm not sure if it's never fatal, and I'm not sure it needs to be cured, but in context, it's, you know, funny-ish. Thomas Elva Edison gives us our final quotation. Described generally as an American inventor and businessman, he was much better at stealing ideas than coming up with them himself. Also, because he owned the patent to direct current, and he favored that to alternating current only because he could profit from it, he created his traveling roadshow of horrors designed to demonstrate the danger of alternating current. 
This show, set up in public locations over several years, used AC power to electrocute dogs, cats, monkeys, and even Topsy the Elephant eventually, proving that he is, in fact, a man with no morals. He said, We often miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. But, you know, like everything else about this sad little fucker, he probably stole that too. So why are we talking about laziness? Well, a paper written by Frederick Saldman, a cardiologist and a specialist in public health and nutrition based in the world-famous Hopital de Paris public health system, states that every time you are physically lazy, you will lose muscle. He continues to say, we already naturally lose 1-2% to of muscle per year from the age of 30. Hmm. But of note, is that this is a warning that also applies to mental activity. Here's a quote. When you don't exercise your brain, your IQ likely also suffers. This Australian study also highlighted the recipe for aging badly. And apparently, if you sleep more than nine hours every night, or if you do less than two and a half hours of exercise per week, your mortality rates increase by 25%. Now, there are a lot of factors at play here that make those numbers scarier than they should be. But the premise, I guess, is use it or lose it. In that same vein, in an article published in The Lancet titled The Pandemic of Physical Inactivity, Global Action for Public Health, researchers concluded that physical inactivity is pandemic, a leading cause of death in the world and clearly one of the top four pillars of a non-communicable disease strategy. Hmm. In fact, in a companion article in the same uh, publication, The Lancet, titled Effect of Physical Inactivity on Major Non-Communicable Diseases Worldwide, an analysis of burden of disease and life expectancy, it was concluded that Persuasive evidence ex uh, exists that 6 to 10% of all deaths from non-communicable diseases worldwide can be attributed to physical inactivity. And this percentage is even higher for specific diseases, like 30% for ischemic heart disease. So again, whether or not, uh, whether or not you're well, you will live longer and think better if you're less lazy and more active. But is there a price to pay for being lazy or not being lazy? Well, I'm glad you asked. In an article published in the Journal of Health Psychology titled The Physical Sacrifice of Thinking, Investigating the Relationship Between Thinking and Physical Activity in Everyday Life, researchers found that the need for cognition, or NFC as has been abbreviated, may be so high in some individuals that they are happier and healthier by engaging in intellectual pursuits and participating less in physical activity. Even more interesting is the conclusion from a research paper titled Back to the Future, Autobiographical Planning and Functionality of Mind Wandering, published in Consciousness and Cognition, that suggests that when our attention is at rest, the places our mind wanders to include the future 48% of the time, the present 28% of the time, and the past. Why is this important? This is important because we can literally become more creative and better at problem solving. 
They conclude, observations suggest that the availability of idle, working memory resources is particularly important in the generation of future-related cognition during mind-wandering. So, we're more creative and use more of our brain when we're lazy. Maybe. Possibly. But wait, there's more. So, good or bad, why is it so easy to be lazy? Well, researchers from UBC published a paper in Neuropsychologia titled Avoiding Sedentary Behaviors Requires More Cortical Resources Than Avoiding Physical Activity, an EEG study, that answers just that question. It seems that our brains are just designed to naturally take the easiest path. That's it. That's all. The exciting novelty of our study is that it shows that faster avoidance of physical inactivity comes at a cost, and that is an increased involvement of brain resources, says Mathieu Bois-Gontier, who was the senior author of the study. It's evolutionary that we conserve our physical strength and for fight or flight responses and use the more readily available resources of thought to plan our lives. And for humans, it works extremely well. So we're not being lazy so much as choosing the strongest survival mode, <laughs> like watching friggin' cat videos and drinking craft beer in our pajamas while working from home. Behold the mighty. So the trick is, really, to find the balance between, on the one hand, dying alone on your couch covered in chip crumbs and drool while watching I Dream of Genie reruns, and on the other hand, working your ass off each day to build your own bungalow, compete in Ironman triathlons, and do your own subsistence farming. So, balance. Yin-yang. Here's what that looks like, so please follow along. Yes, you at the back, Dave. The truth is, you can be lazy and still be healthy, but you still have to take some action. Do important but difficult things like quit smoking, Cut down or eliminate alcohol, walk farther and more often, and eat better. None of these require great mounds of physical or emotional resources, and you may actually find yourself more energetic and maybe even more likely to be less lazy, or not. But it's worth a try, says the friggin' life coach, who you should listen to sometimes. Like now, probably. Sheesh. Also, try to find the things that you're good at, areas of strength or expertise that you already have, and focus on those. Take a good look at yourself and your skill set and really find the things that you can do well and that you enjoy. Then make some plans to leverage those strengths. You'll likely end up with a better outcome than if you just picked an activity out of a catalog. And then you can also give yourself some self-praise for the awesome work you did. As a bonus, you'll have both used your mental and physical resources to accomplish it. Then, repeat as often as it takes to feel good about yourself. Or, you know, until you die, whichever comes first. And finally, use positive thinking and reinforcement instead of negative self-characterizations when you look at your accomplishments and your activity levels. If you need the break and you watch a bunch of back-to-back -back episodes of some stupid show, that does not need to be seen as wasting your time or being unproductive. We all need downtime, and that looks different for all of us. Take the opportunities, if and when you need to, and 
try not to judge yourself too harshly when you do those things. You can still give yourself some self-encouragement and you can still use the strategy that I outlined above, but just don't always be your own worst critic. Baby steps, good planning, maybe way less social media, and a more positive outlook will give you the space you need to be lazy or less lazy. I mean, there's more choices than that, but, you know, here we are. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. Please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Yes, still with the ridiculous www, whatever. Also, please follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers. That's DM me if you want some stickers. They're free. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. The late Ronald Reagan once said, I've heard that hard work never killed anyone, but I say, why take the chance? Harold Ramis later put a more succinct and personal slant on this when he said, I never work just to work. It's some combination of laziness and self-respect. Still more to the point, Patrick Bennett said, laziness is the first step towards efficiency. So from this, we learn that we should never work just to work because it might kill us. And then the efficiency of working hard is the first step towards something, uh, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening. And thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neat Nick for visuals. And thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks, or not, whatever. Whatever.